Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Hi. Welcome, Hi. welcome to the Trailer Cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me who you are, about you, your name, Yeah. how you want to be known. Yeah. Um, my name is Ariel Astoria, and that is actually my middle name, okay. so I don't use my last name for a lot of things, just to like keep a separation of like <laughs> personal and brand mm, kind of good, that's um good. I'm from northern California born and raised my parents uh and my siblings I'm the oldest of five kids come on yeah oldest of five so there's four girls and a baby boy and he's super <laughs> fun I love him so much and they're all in the bay area still yeah. so moved to LA for school and yeah. kind of just fell in love with it and was determined to stay yes. which was really hard but also yes. really good yes. um at the same time and I am a poet, a speaker, a creative. I have dropped down boxed all of those <laughs> titles in terms of meaning very different things. Yeah. But for the most part, I am a storyteller. And I do that in any way through poems, through words, through blogging, through conversation. So, yeah. I have the chills hearing you say that because I can uh, hear you like owning that creative yeah. space. It's not mm -hmm. like, oh, I write poetry. No, I'm a poet. Mm -hmm. There's such a difference mm -hmm. between saying, oh, I kind of dabble in this. But like, yeah. no, this is like. This is who I, I am. am. Yeah. Yeah. Which took, it took a while to like get there. And even now it's like, I feel like my assertiveness is the most assertive at this point in time in my life. Like it took me a while to yeah. be like, ah, I like kind of write poetry. And I had someone straight up be like, no, you write poetry and yeah. like making me say it and yes. declare it as a statement and not a question. Yep. Um, and learning so much about, yeah, it is who I am, right. not just what I do anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, especially your work, and I've seen you like, perform your work. I don't yeah. even, perform it seems like the word. I've seen you, like, inhabit that work. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like there's something majorly transcendent happening mm -hmm. when you're working that you, like, you're inhabiting, like, time yeah. and space mm -hmm. in a way that feels just gnarly. Wow. Thank <laughs> but you. when you do that, it's like, there's no question about yeah. if that's your space or not. Mm. Like, that is, mm. you do own, own the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I've le I think I'm learning that more often, yeah. um, just in terms of what it means to be on stage. Yeah. Like, I know what the process looks like, and I know what the experience after looks like, and I know what it does for people and how it encourages people, but... I had someone tell me that same thing because he was a musician yeah. and he had just gone up and they performed and everything. And he was like, man, but like the way something shifts the moment you get on stage. And I was like, what does that even mean? No, you know, like, like what does that even mean? And I don't notice it until I'm in things with other artists and yes. like they'll go and then another person will go and then another person will go then I'll go and it feels different like yes. I start to tangibly feel it but it took me a while to like understand like what are you even talking right. about and physically and tangibly feeling that like transition and that switch yes. and 
I think that just made me like realize I was like, oh, I want to transform spaces on purpose, like, and turn spaces that aren't meant to be intimate into intimate spaces because we're so f- afraid of that. And I think that's what poetry does yes. in its in itself. And so, what if that isn't just an extension of who I am too, and how I do that in spaces as well? Um, is just transform them into spaces where people feel safe mm-hmm. and can people mm-hmm. can expose and be intimate, yes. like on purpose. Yes, kind yes. of. Yeah. I love it. I love that. I love that idea of um, almost like the stretch between the sacred and the profane mm. and how there were seasons where that you see black and white and then all of a sudden everything became gray and like there yeah. is nothing that's sacred. Yeah. And then, and then saying, no, I'm going to like draw a ring around this and say, yeah. no, this spot right here, mm. this is sacred or this is holy right. ground or this is intimate or this is something right. like power is about to yeah. happen here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it always takes me a minute. Like. I never really just dive into a poem. Like, yeah. I kind of just sit there for a second. Mm. And, like, I don't believe in, like, awkward silences yeah. or, like, or awkward spaces. I just believe in, like, really good moments and, like, their stillness. <laughs> and maybe it's quiet and no one's talking or yeah. doing or moving. But it's does why does that have to be awkward? Yeah. And so I always, like, I never just, like, go into things on stage. Like, I kind of just sit in that space mm-hmm. and, like, I guess invite God into it yeah. and invite just, like myself creatively into it and just like set the moment of yeah. like okay here we go we're gonna yeah. experience this together too yes yeah it's interesting hearing your perspective of how you're setting that up mm. because I felt that in the audience mm. like when I'm about to watch you yeah. you know make magic happen to be <laughs> like I I almost feel like I inhale like and hold yeah. my breath mm. you know like I'm okay it's about to happen <laughs> yeah you know? and it's a yeah. cool anticipation because mm. you, you 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 kind of are showing us silently yeah like, be, like, it's about <laughs> to go <laughs> down. <laughs> Prepare your hearts. Yeah. Get your tissues ready. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like silently, like, are you all listening? Yeah. Because like, yeah. I'm not just. I'm right. not just gonna perform for you. I'm inviting you in into it to experience yeah. something with me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Okay. So tell me, when was the first time you realized? Wow. I'm writing things that (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is poetry. Maybe there's something here. I have always written. Like, that's just how I, how I had to process life. Yeah. Like I'm a verbal and an internal processor. Mm -hmm. So I'll internalize it. uh, I'll verbalize it. Then I'll write it down. And then that's like a completion of like, okay, I have fully figured out or I fully tried to tap into why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, why I experience what I yeah. experience, and then putting it down on paper. It's like, all right, that's closure for me. That's yeah. healing for me. <laughs> and that's always been me. Um, I always like did instead of doodles on my journals, I'd write like random quotes or just like words yes. and stuff. And then I started doing theater and okay, a lot cool. of my theater background and it kind of like stemmed into writing. So storytelling on behalf of like someone else's story, like stepping into someone else's Ooh. shoes. And so monologues from characters and scenes from characters. And then I say that God like kind of took those pages yeah. and like, now it's time to tell your story. Um, and the first piece I ever really wrote for spoken word was this workshop where I went to an arts high school. So I was there for theater, but they had a writing department yes. and the writing department was going to this like spoken word workshop. And I was like, I'd never, what is that? What is yeah. that? And they're like, we have one open space left. And they asked like the theater girl. Now that I look at it, I'm like, are you kidding me? Right? 
So I go to this spoken work workshop. You write about something that had been pressed on your heart at that time. I'm born and raised in Richmond area. And at that time there was a gang rape for a girl in high school. And my dad invited me to like the prayer sessions for her and her family with other pastors. And it was just like this thing that like I felt like I kept seeing her. Like I kept interacting with her. So my first spoken word piece was a piece to her. And like if I had been there and like what what this doesn't define her as and like me picking her up and and just kind of like this very surreal encounter with her through poems and then they're like okay now get on stage and like perform it i was like oh whoa 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 whoa. i don't (laughs) i don't do that (laughs) i do that for other people like i do that for other stories where i put on a character but like this is like extremely exposing for myself and i performed it and i was like that was a weird thing didn't think anything of it till two years later. I performed a monologue. Yes. In the perspective of um, Emmett Till's mother and like that Girl. kind of grief and that kind of heaviness. And someone was like, Did you write that? And I was like, Yeah. They're like, That's spoken word. And I was like, No, it's monologue, it's theater. And they're like, No, no that's, that's poetry. Book. And then that turned into two years on a competitive poetry team. And it just like things kept unraveling. But I remember being at a conference and doing it for the first time, like yeah. a poem that I'd written for these women. And I was like, if I was supposed to do that for the rest of my life, I think I would. <laughs> like, but just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was getting my BA in psychology yeah. and like child life concentration. Totally. I was going to be an RD. Yeah. I was going to be a master's in leadership. Yeah. Oh, I was going to yeah. work at a school. Mm-hmm. I was like the plan. I was like, yeah. but I mean. I guess I could like, this might be do okay. that, but also I was like, Lord, if that was something you want me to do forever, I think I would do it forever. And that was just like that thought. Yes. And then, but I didn't really think about it at that point in time because I still finished my graduate and then I graduated and I was like, I applied to seminary. I applied to be an intern in the chapel programs oh, office. Knocking on every door. Every right? door. And I'm like, as my mentor is like, well, am I supposed to be doing what am I? And they're yeah. like, well, you're not supposed to work here. Like, that's not it. And so I was just like, yeah, but you're not telling me what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. And then people kept asking me for my rates and my website and all these things where I'm like, should what I have happening? these things? Yeah. <laughs> and it just trickled. But like, it's been a very intentional, just like conversation yes. since like probably middle school. I went to a public middle school and... For our history project, our teacher had us do a Midsummer's Night stream from Shakespeare. And so I was like, okay, I'll act. Like, I'd always yeah. been really dramatic as a child. Like, <laughs> I had a whole archer eager. Her name was Jessica Wallace. And Eric, her obsessed. name was Erica Wallace. And I had a boa and the clicky shoes. So that's, like, always been me. Yeah. Seventh grade, I performed this history project and I never knew but my teacher had told my mom she was like you need to put her in arts like you have to put her in an art school she saw something she was like this girl has got something yeah we're just going along like just a regular public school my boa on and my clucky heels and that's just how I am like (laughs) at accents and voices and I've memorized those monologues and that play and I knew it for years. Like, my mom was like, you really have to stop saying this <laughs> monologue. Like, you really have to stop. But I never could. And yeah. then that turned into the arts high school. And then that turned into, like, Gosh. so many things. But it was, like, a part of me where I was like, oh, this is just something you do. Like, yeah. arts are hobbies. They're side things, you know? See, I love, I love but it that. wasn't. No, it's not. And I think that's, like, the sometimes, like, the thing we do most naturally. And yeah. we don't realize that it's, I'm air quoting, different yeah. or unique or whatnot. Because it is natural. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, Okay, I didn't realize that not everybody was thinking that way or, yeah. or, or drawn to the arts yes. in that way or whatever, yes. creative in that way. Yeah. Okay, um, 
for people who do not know what spoken word is, yeah, what is spoken word? Just give me. I mean, yeah. I. Yes. So there's poetry, right? When you think of poetry, you think of um, E.E. Cummings and Robert Frost and all those people. But then there's spoken word, which is a transition of those conversations, but to be said out loud. So spoken word is just poetry, but poetry is specifically meant to be said out loud with a cadence and a rhythm that's almost Mm -hmm. hip hop styled. Mm -hmm. So they're very correlated. Like people are always like, I loved your rap (laughs) message. Thing. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Close enough because yeah. they're so interconnected. Yeah. Yep. So spoken words stemmed from like a lot of political conversations yes. and a lot of uprisings where people are like, how do we talk about these things? And we talk about it in the realm of spoken word, yep. poetry, and imagine all things side hats, all black snapping and moody yes. things. It yeah. stemmed from that movement and that okay. conversation. Okay. Yeah, it feel it feels like sometimes the things that come from the deep parts of us yeah. do come out in a sort of rhythm or cadence. Like we, yeah. It, it like it, naturally that's how it pours out. Yeah. 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 It feels very soulful. Yeah. And, and I mean like spirit soulful. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like it's just yeah. Mm-hmm. Next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What are you working on right now? Right now, I am trying to finish my second album. Okay. Um, so it'll be called The Art of Loving. And this is not the album I thought I was going to be writing. I am, am very like a left and a right brain creative. Okay. So my first album is Symphony of a Lioness. And oh, so I, I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that album trust me. <laughs> yeah, so that was Symphony. And I had no idea what an EP was. <laughs> like, I knew nothing. But I was just like, I feel like I I'm supposed do to do these yeah. projects. Five songs yes. and sure, and then from that it was like oh there. Then there became a, a demand yep. and like a yes. need for more. And yes. I wanted to keep the the of idea. Cool. So the symphony of a lioness. And the, at first it was going to be um, sounds of glitter and gold. And something about the way we were composing that, yeah. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Mm. And then I started writing just more poems about my own journey with relationships yes. and my body and what yes. it means to be like both a physical and a spiritual being uh, in a purity culture world and generation. And all these poems where people are like, yes! And like when I perform them, they make me blush. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, shoot! I think this is supposed to be the album. Yeah. And so the art of loving, like symphony, was for other people. Like I specifically put that out for other people, yeah. not for myself at all. And I think the art of loving is is for me yes. and for women and girls who have grown up and in, in, in cultures where our bodies, you know, are the sin and the totally. problem and and learning what it means to like date and not have to marry the person yes. and just all these conversations where I'm like twenty six and still learning. <laughs> totally. Um I think that is what it's supposed to be. So that's the art of loving. And right now I'm just trying to like meet with people and find funding so I can like actually compensate the people who are helping me with it. Um, And then that album will just be visuals and maybe like a little poem book as well. And so just like trying to flush out that idea. Yes. And then just be consistent with like what I'm doing and and be present in those pieces. So where can people listen? So um, Symphony of a Lioness is on iTunes, Apple Music and Spotify and also on SoundCloud. And then also for the next album it will be on all of those realms at all as well and then if you're in LA we'll do an album release party and I'll be like super fun and so yeah all things iTunes uh, Apple Music Spotify and uh, Apple Music yeah Yeah. I'm gonna just for a moment when I first listened to the um, Symphony of a Lioness I like stopped like I, I turned it on thinking I'm gonna listen to what Ariel is producing I'm crying a little bit but um 
I turn it on, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, no, 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 I can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. I need to, I can only just listen. Wow. And when, I, so I listened to one, and then I had to turn it off, because <laughs> I was, like, lying on the ground. <laughs> I can't do this. I, this is so much. But you have this ability to put words to... Um, I listened, I felt like, as a female, I'm like, oh, you put words to my whole gender, mm. like, to my whole experience mm. as a woman. Or then I think, wow, you just put words out there for our whole generation. Yeah. Okay, you're putting out words out there for our whole nation. Yeah, like, wow. there's something that is, like, ancient about what you're doing, wow. like, when you say something, and something that is, like, progressive and mm. future forward, like, with what you're doing. Mm. So, um, I cannot say enough, like, what whatever you need to do mm. to keep doing this, <laughs> like we need to make room for you to yeah. keep doing this. Sorry, Thank like you, you are a voice. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's like a really I don't know. It's like a very surreal thing. Most times I feel like someone's reading my journal because yeah. these poems are so much of just like my own heartbeat and like yes. my own struggle or my own you know experience and it's like oh no I'm just gonna like give it to the rest of the world I guess and even when we first finished it I was like you know we don't need to put it out love it we just keep it here and I was terrified because I feel like a bunch of people were about to like read the deepest and like most intimate parts of me and who I was and I was like and I can't be over their shoulder and like navigate their experience like I just gotta let them experience it how they experience it and I can't control this and it was like both terrifying and beautiful and this is like again terrifying and beautiful I'm like there are poems that my dad might have some questions yeah. about, you know, <laughs> like, or my mom, yeah. but I, I did it, and, you know, and every pastor who's ever known me is going to have thoughts, and that'll be fine, you know, but at the same time, it was, like, it's so scary, yeah. and that's, like, kind of how I know yes. I need to do it. Well, and the, you would, um, you said something about that in the last week, about, yeah. so, so what was it, you said something on your, on your Instagram about yeah. if it's, like, the terrifying thing? Yeah, if it's, like, if it's the thing that scares us the most, that yeah. probably means it's what we're supposed to be doing because it's absent from us it feels out of our control it feels bigger than us which means it probably is is. all of those things and and that's a good thing right it's not supposed to be here in our little ball of influence and control because then that means our ripple effect is not a wave it's just like a ripple and so it's like if we let it be bigger than us then it will be bigger than us and it's it's so bizarre. Like, I never... This is not what I thought I was going to be doing <laughs> at all. And yeah. I see so much of, like, my little thing where I'm just like, oh, it's just like a pebble just yeah. kind of, like, touching the surface of the water. And and it's taken twofold. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, that's, yeah. like, not in my control, mm-hmm. which I know how it's like. I'm like, thank you so much for yes. your words, but also, like, I'm not doing any of this. <laughs> I am making a very small ripple, and someone is turning it into yeah. a wave. No, Girl, yes. Well, I feel like in it, it's what we're inundated with it. Like, yeah. That's like the power of that of that yeah. word. And there is something to be said for not being able to be in control of how people interpret your art. Mm. And it, while that is insanely vulnerable, there's something that when someone gets vulnerable before us, then yeah. it's like, well, I want to, like, yeah. I want to, and we keep taking you a step give permission closer. to people. Yeah. And, yes. And I love. I think writing in itself is that because I always t- I teach and I tell my students like your healing is putting it down on paper. Yeah. Someone else's healing is you sharing that. 
Like, yes. but you, it doesn't matter how they respond to it. It doesn't because you've already had your healing by putting it down on paper. But how much can you impact people and help people grow because yeah. you shared it? And yes. like my mom writes and speaks and stuff. I was like, mommy, there are women who are not allowed to tap into their fullest potential because you refuse to put these words down on paper. Well. And the same goes for me, you know? Like, And yeah. so there's so much of like, it's supposed to be bigger than us. It it's is. supposed to be scarier than us. Because that means it's not in our control and that means the impact of it can be bigger than yeah. our influence of yes. control. And that's freaking incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. Well, then it's like... um. And we've talked to Sammy about this before as well, mm-hmm. but the idea of like that our healing is not only for ourselves, but it really is for the world. Oh yeah. And, and there really is this idea that all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just raise my hand and say me too. Or I'm going to yeah. raise my hand and say, yeah. Hey, you're not alone. This is what's mm-hmm. happening. And then something does start to unlock yeah. and it's, it's just, it's wild yeah. to watch it take on a life of its own. Oh, it, I mean, even to this day, even with this world of social media, yeah. Like, I went to Thailand <laughs> on a missions trip, and one of the missionaries was like, oh, yeah, I know you. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, like I'm what? sorry, I'm sorry. He was like, yeah, I've been following you on Instagram for, like, two years now. And I was like, well, how did you find me? He was yeah. like, my friend in Ethiopia. And I was like, all right. <laughs> cool. Of, of course. Never been to <laughs> either of those places. I love this. Never tagged. Not a thing. Like, and so it's just, like, things like that where you're like, this is nothing to it's do with so, me. It's so much bigger this than me. This is so much bigger than me. Which is, it's, in, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Okay, the writing thing when you're teaching. Yeah. Um, how do people find out how to go to that? Yeah. Is there a way, what if I don't live in L.A.? What if I live in Alabama? Yeah. <laughs> so I have been doing writing workshops in an, uh, a space in downtown with my friend she owns a space yes and it's been an incredible partnership just to like have a space and work with her on events and open mics and things yes. like that and so this writing workshop i usually post on my instagram she'll post on hers i'm trying to figure out what that space looks like okay. virtually because okay. i'll have people who yes. will see the post and be like i'm here how do i get yeah. this and i'm like you know that's a good question so that is something that i hope to get launched by the end of summer if okay. not sooner is how to have these virtual yes. spaces where we can workshop we can be in our pajamas Perfect. and our coffee Perfect. and we can write yeah. it out and hatch it out and i i always say that it's not like the workshops are not about like i'm not your english teacher my grammar <laughs> is horrible like every paper i've ever submitted my grade was lower than it should have been because my teacher's like proofread and i'm like yeah i don't have time with that yeah. but you got the concept of it and it was a good paper yeah. and then it's like now i do poetry i no one knows where the yeah. comma is or is not because I'm saying it out loud and so I always tell them that I was like this workshop is not for you to write I'm not going to tell you how to blog or write poetry I'm here to help you tap into the awareness the acceptance and the freedom of your own voice and that Dude. it's like so cool. So we're gonna do things that are about you. Yes. Not just about how you write, but about you yeah. and about your story. We'll talk about fear and shame yeah. and we'll talk about Brene Brown and Elizabeth yep. Gilbert. Yep. And we're gonna dive oh, yeah. into like all these we and I'm gonna make you stare at people for a long <laughs> minute of time and, and I'm gonna have you write, write about, about it. Yeah. And what did you see and who yeah. did you see and what does it mean to be seen and how mm-hmm. does writing connect to all of that? <laughs> and so right. that is like my those are my writing workshops. Yes. And that is like it's separate from teaching. So I teach poetry at a rehab facility um, in an incarceration yep. um, based nonprofit, and um, that is like a totally different conversation <laughs> of healing and rehabilitation and teenagers oh and okay. but this is spaces for people who are just like oh I kind of write I have a blog I have a project Creatives. and then after yeah creatives or even people who are like, like 
I have I, I want to, to put that. things down yeah. on paper yeah. and and then from there it's like if they want one on one consulting then we'll consult yeah. in a project in your social media and things like that. Yeah, so dude. yeah. Right. That's yeah. like that's where that's all. so now that's with a life of its own thing. Where yes. like you're doing something and someone's mm-hmm. like, Hey, I want that thing and I live mm-hmm. over here and this is mm-hmm. how it's gonna get bigger and yeah. then that's gonna tell somebody else and that's gonna get bigger. Hopefully. So it's just all, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, let's try it. <laughs> See right? where it goes. Right? Yeah. Well what if you Because that's all you can do. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's part of being like that creative flow where it's exactly. like, well, I don't know, I'm just jumping in. Right. Do what I'm Let's go. Like yeah. this is great. And there's a freedom yeah. to it. And it can't be like restrained or constrained or controlled or put into this neat little space yeah and that might even challenge a writer in some yeah. way to be like but i learned that right. this or but apa style yeah. is this and it's like, like no nope, has nothing to do it. with any of that ditch it yeah we don't need that yeah that's going to keep you from be, from yeah. putting yourself on that paper totally because you feel constricted and yeah. you feel like even my students now they're like they'll write things and i'm like you're telling me what you think i want to hear and I, that doesn't serve you or me. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's going to be sad if I write what I really want to, like, need to write. And I was like, then let, let it, it be sad. Mm-hmm. Let it be sad. Mm-hmm. And they call me Miss. And so they're like, Miss, Miss. is going to be sad. Like, I don't want to read it. It's yeah. going to be sad. I'm like, then let it be sad. Yeah. And if you cry, then you're going to cry. Yeah. And I'm going to cry. Right? right? But, like, but let's talk about real. the real stuff. Real. Yeah. yeah, let's talk yeah. about the real stuff. I was like, I'm not here for no. two hours just for you to... I'm not another teacher. Totally. Just for you to tell me whatever it is you totally. think I want to hear, you're going to turn it in, you're going to get the assignment, you're going to check it off. No, if yeah. it doesn't serve you. No. Well, that's not what I mean. That's, we're, that's what we're craving is real. Yeah. Like, I want a real thing with real a real thing. person yes. in real time. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I'm hungry for. Yeah. Starving for our whole culture. Is yeah. For that. But we're afraid of it yeah. at the same time. Well, I don't think any of us know how to do it. Yeah. Like, that's like, even watching people sometimes, like, try to figure out how to do, yeah. even, okay, so my world, how to do therapy. Right. How do you sit down and do that? How do you just be real with someone? Right. I mean, this is, like, the, literally the setup where you're mm. supposed to do that most. Mm. And the amount of, like, having to, like, okay, let's take off all these pieces yeah yeah <laughs> and if we can do that then yeah. we'll actually see each other yeah and that feeling yeah okay you've also mentioned the word healing a couple times mm-hmm. how do you see the creative world mixing with healing because yeah. there's i i see it i've experienced it when you're saying something yeah. it's manifesting like it's happening how do you see um, healing happening in your work yeah well i'm I think for me, I've learned that putting it on paper was so therapeutic for me in itself. Um, I always write to music, too. So there's just, like, whole world that I kind of create for myself where it's, like, after I finish a poem, it literally feels like an exhale. Like, oh, man, that was... I was carrying that. Like, that was so heavy, and I needed to put it down on paper. And so... For me, that was cathartic. That yeah. was therapeutic to be able to process. And so many times, like our 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 healing is stifled because like we refer we refuse to look at what we need to be healed from or call it by its name. And so it's like if we can call it by its name and put it down in front of us, how instantly it doesn't have the power anymore over us. And so I learned that, and I'm like, when people hear what I'm saying. It elicits tears. Yes. Why does it elicit tears? Because tears are healing. It's a sign of like relieving, of yeah. like getting rid of something. Yes. And so if people also do that for themselves, if they put it down on paper, yeah. if they put it down, how much more healing would yes. they experience just from like, not just from hearing me mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've always been really connected to the arts, like from theater and just like 
fascinated with yeah. movies and yeah. storytelling and we have these things because they exist in a world where we need to escape for a minute yeah. we need to find fun we need to find joy yep. we need to find a space of like just being and laughing and connecting because it's healing and it's therapeutic so art is just like this circle of space where we're like it's not necessarily just supposed to be an escape mm. but it's an escape with the addition of like experiencing like this freedom yeah. and this healing yes. at the same time um away from this thing that's weighing over us right. or the reality that is like taunting us and so for me it's like i've learned that for me okay it was putting it down on paper i wonder what it's like for other people okay oh. for other people it's hearing it but i wonder yeah. what it would be like for them to also, also put it down it. on paper yeah. and yeah. it just kind of stemmed from that concept so right. it's like why do people keep crying like <laughs> Why do people keep telling me that? And at first I was like apologizing for it. Like, I'm so sorry. sorry. And now I'm like, you know what? I stopped apologizing because I'm really glad I got to be a part of the experience where you needed to like heal and release something. And it's incredible. But like at the same time, it's like we could all have that. We just got to like, I'm not a writer. We're like, we all are capable of picking (laughs) up a pencil and and putting thoughts down on paper. Well, we are all thinking humans with language capacity. Yeah. So, um, so it, Okay, trauma part of the brain. Like sometimes when we do have traumatic injury, yeah, um, or traumatic experience, then the actual language part of our brain mm. does not have as much blood flow as wow. other parts of our brain during that time. So it's difficult to put things to words that are really like you get, I don't remember or, or I don't know. Like, they're like, uh, 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 yeah, like, but it's like you can wow. see the actual block. Wow. And so uh, one of the tools I use in therapy wow. is talking is power, but they mm. have to write it first because wow. it's hard to speak a memory sometimes that's so trapped but oftentimes we can write write it it down it's a different part of the brain yeah so there's so this is what what i'm fascinated by is Mm. you have come to this by your own revelation by Mm. doing it like i had this experience i wrote it i spoke it you're feeling power and release and healing and freedom and art and expansion (laughs) and god and world and like all these huge things and it's someone came upon that at one point and then start said, hey, that's what helps people get healed mm. and, and whole. And then now they teach that in therapy. Mm. Wow. <laughs> but it's incredible that it's like, yeah. like you know that instinctually, yeah. like in your bones. Yeah. This is a way that people are going to experience some freedom. Right. And I don't think it was on accident. Like, my whole approach with studying psych in school was I studied psych and theater so that I could do art therapy for kids. Yeah, and I was like, ah. And it's crazy because I'm, I'm doing that, doing but I'm that. not it's doing totally it like in a different, in the way that I thought I was going to yep. do it. But I needed, I wanted psychology because I was like, I want to know how to better love people. And if I do that, then I need to know how to better understand people. Yes. And if I do that, then I got to know how to understand yeah. myself. And so, so much of the classes where I was wrecked by were the ones that was like, let's talk about your stuff. You know, let's talk about your family dynamics. And I'm like, yikes. But I'm very self-reflective yeah. and very... Yeah can be self-analytical and all of that but like I wanted to know how to understand people yes. in that fullness and and use that in art yes. because art is therapy you it know is. It, it is, is healing it is. and how do you connect right. those two totally yeah I mean, and it's really it's the same it's the same thing in, in different forms like mm-hmm. and that's what is endlessly mm-hmm. fascinating to me is that we do all end up being caught up in this like idea like I think Elizabeth Gilbert calls it big magic right yes. you know yeah. so it's that idea that you almost can't help it and there is something whatever yeah. we want to call it Whatever name we give it, we are a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. And she talks about like how it's like the poets or like the prophets wow. or however we have come to it. Yeah. But it's something that we are all, we're drawn to. Yeah. We are drawn to a yeah. human experience larger than the one that we ourselves yeah. inhabit. Yeah. 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 Which is why social media exists. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. it wasn't just to tag photos and to have, yeah. like, filtered things. It was because we, like, wanted to engage in a community outside of the community we lived in. Like, and, and felt, like, physically connected to. Oh. And, like, how cool is that? Like, Facebook started so that we can connect with our friend from high school who moved to yes. freaking God knows where, you know? <laughs> and now we have this Instagram yeah. world where there's, like, yes. no concept of, like, stranger danger. Like, I've gone on hikes, <laughs> gone to baby showers, <laughs> gone to, like, birthdays with people I've met on Instagram. <laughs> Like, it is nuts. Come on, It is right? nuts. And my yeah. mom, like, and I, that's kind of always wow. been me. I'll always travel or yeah. be on a bus. My mom's like, who'd you talk to? You're like, who'd you meet? And yeah. I'm like, well, I met George, and he <laughs> is 50 years old, and he has his wife and his kids, and his kid, he, he sat to me because I reminded him a lot of so-and-so. And I always had these yes. stories, and then social media came, and it was like, wow, it's so it's easy like to do that version. now. Yeah. 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 And so we have social media for that reason of, like, mm. connecting to worlds and spaces and communities outside of our own because, like, we have to thread ourselves. Like, we're already threaded and connected, and we just have to, like, realize that we're threaded and connected. Yeah, but you're, like, totally reframing that idea of social mm-hmm. media because you're drawing upon the idea of connection in a very genuine real way for yeah. for relationship yeah. rather than hide, disguise, yes. mask, filter, yes. Yes. keep separate. I put this life up here but my real life mm-hmm. is back here. So mm-hmm. so you say you're saying that you see social media as a way to have deeper connections to worlds yeah. outside of yourself to expand your community. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and even people are like, how do you grow your following? How did it? And I'm like I just posted I real, real things. things. And if my picture was pretty, then I told you on my caption that I wasn't yeah. doing well that day. <laughs> and I tricked you, you know? And so it's yeah. like, but people yeah. want and crave, like, that authenticity that yes. we've used as, like, a buzzword now yeah. and, like, a hype word. And that genuineness in a, in a space where we're like, you're not always going to be filtered. I'm not yes. always going to put my best foot forward. Right. I'm going to put my messy foot forward. Yes. And my, like, in my crying, like, I've cried on my stories. Totally. I've run out of gas and walked to <laughs> gas stations and shared that with people. Yeah. And that's turned into, like, random Vimos of, like, here's some coffee, girl. Like, like, just, <laughs> thank you. And so I'm just like, how can we not be yeah. real in this space yes. that's supposed to be an extension of ourselves and not an extension of like who we're trying to be or pretend to be like I'm not going to pretend on there because I'm going to get tired yes. and I'm not going to know how to create any more content and then it's going to die out and I'm going to be exposed and then eventually yeah. the real stuff's going to have to eventually come out so I might as well just start with the real stuff Good. yeah that is, that's something in and of itself like that feels like mm. a lesson for people that are trying to build something on social media yeah. or for a, just a general human that's on there yes. to say, show up, be you, because mm-hmm. that's, we're ready for you. We mm-hmm. like that. We like mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like you in front of us. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Gosh, that's fascinating. Mm. I'm fascinated by that because I think that there is, we are, we are so exposed to that social media culture. Yeah. Um, but with that approach, we're taking the fear out of it. Like yeah. we're taking this um, stigmatized idea yeah. that that's bad or false mm-hmm. or faux or, or a substitute. It's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe that says more about how you're using it. Exactly. Than what it, yeah, okay. Right. Exactly. And then it's like, okay, have your feed be aesthetic. Like I have slight OCD. So like my page is going <laughs> to look a certain way and I will delete yeah. things if it doesn't. And I won't post things if it doesn't look a certain way. Yeah. But then 
I'm not going to hinder myself from like posting the thing where I'm like, somebody needs this, this. right now. Yeah. It doesn't matter how it looks or yeah. like whatever, but like someone yes. needs this right now. And I like have always loved photos and things like that. I'm like, that's another extension of storytelling for me. Totally. And and then my captions have always been spaces of just like, I'm going to show up. Yes. I hope that you show up yes. too. And I'm giving you permission to show up on your own spaces yeah. as well. Um, but it's not supposed to just be these like hashtags and now it's just yeah. expanding yes. and stuff, but it's like, okay, how do we stay consistent and real and understand that this space is an extension of who we are in our stories. And if people meet us and we yeah. don't line up with what we put online, right. then like, that's a that's, contradiction to who we are. Yeah. 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 And so I think mm-hmm. I've had too many encounters where I've met people and I'm like, that was disappointing. Like, oh, that's not how I wow. thought that yeah, was you're so much better online. That's yeah, really <laughs> yeah, and and I've like had people shots. Like, oh my gosh, you're like the same in person as you yeah. are online. I'm oh, like, well, why would I not right. be? Well, it, like, yeah. Also, I think it gets to a point where it's like, how is there any other way to be? Like, exactly. Why would I be different like, on why? Like <laughs> yeah, that's like a switch, yeah. and that's exhausting. Yeah, exhausting. Okay. Um, Storyteller. Yeah. Is there a story you have yet to tell? Mm. Oh my gosh. Is there a story I have yet to tell? Anything from your own experience or things that you've seen? Anything that's inspired you that you're like, that is a, that is a story I want to tell. That is something I want to put into spoken word. Mm. I think I'm still somewhat processing my experience with working in Rikers Island. Um, So I spent two weeks there working with women in prison and doing poetry with them. And, like, everything is in my head. Like, we couldn't take photos. We couldn't document anything. So it's, like, I still very clearly remember, like, all of the walls, like, all of the bars, like, the lack of windows and things like this were just, like, in here. Yeah. And I've written a snippet of, like, that plus the Me Too conversation of women. But I feel like there's more in that okay. realm. I just, okay. like, don't... I haven't... Most times it's, like, a spilling when I write. Yeah. So when it's time, like, it won't, It will be time. And yeah. it will be, like, all out in one sitting and I'll be yes. done. But I think it's still it's still developing and it's still like, I'm still processing a lot okay, of it. Okay. I think going back again and working there, will definitely like bring it yeah. up again. But it, it's, that's just something where it's just kind of like people have asked how it was, how the trip was. And it's like, I can give you very little yes. in terms of like you actually understanding totally. what it was like, totally. but so much of it is like in my head yeah. and, and walking away with like, they made me flowers out of like construction, like a folder that they folded and, tissue papers that they like colored and I like have this on my typewriter in my bedroom and like it's little things where I'm like and I cried like on the flight plane back because I decided to watch Wonder and I don't know why (laughs) as an Enneagram 4 after that experience I would decide to tap into this movie as I watched this movie and I literally finished it and put my blanket over my head and just wept all the way home and and try to get back and adjust back to like not being inside of a prison for two weeks at a time, and and so I've, that story is like still so yeah. so real and so present, and I and I refuse to like go places and forget 
places and people who are so easily forgotten. Yeah. Um, Thailand was that experience for me, like watching women in this sex tourism world. Yes. And now these women who, some of them, you're like, why are you even in here? Totally. And like for those who are, are in there and know why they're in there, like, but want to get out. And there's like, it just... And then just being so, like, I could so easily be in your shoes, yeah. you know, if the situation was different. And so I'm still processing what that, what that poem looks like. And then coming back home and working for this nonprofit, which I applied to before I left. And it just said at-risk youth. And yeah. then I go to Rikers, come back, and they're like, it's incarcerated youth or have been incarcerated youth. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you joking? So even still, like, I don't talk a lot about teaching yeah. um, and who I teach. Sure. Um I think that's sometimes just for me mm-hmm. more so mm-hmm. than it is for the world. Um, but even that, it's just like how those those three threads of stories have yes. connected for me and what that looks like. In it's a, still in being a, like formed. In, 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 yeah, it's still being yeah. formed because I want it to be real. I want it to be honest and I want it to be... Uh, I want to be, to be respectful mm-hmm, of, like, what mm-hmm, I experienced mm-hmm. there. Yes. Um, and very tender because some of it is not my story to tell and some of it is my story to tell. Yes. And so finding that balance. But yeah. that is definitely a story that I'm still processing yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'll be looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah please like, do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last, last question maybe. Yeah. But you said Enneagram 4. What? Yes, I am. <laughs> Individualistic, hopeless, romantic over here, <laughs> just thriving in my fourness. Um, I love personality tests, conversations. That's like the psychology totally. in me. I, I like go on dates and I'm like, "What's your Myers Briggs?" And they're like, "What are your love languages?" Like they like, "What are your strengths?" Like, they hate me so much and I stress them out. And I'm like, "It's fine." But I took the Enneagram and I tell people all the time, it's like that. It's not like a normal test or conversation about personality it's those things that we've kept in the closet and don't want anyone to see or hear even ourselves oh so if it makes you cringe or makes you cry that's probably your type yes and i think for me i first heard a podcast and i cried when she started talking about fours and i was like yeah this is me. I took yeah. the test, fought it. I was like, I'm not a four. I'm different. Like I'm not. I'm not a four. I can't. I'm not emotional. Like I'm very intact. And I was like, nah. I'm definitely a four. And she talked about how fours, their goal and their mission, and she was like, fours' hearts is just to get us back to like the garden before the fall. And she was like, they want to make everything beautiful and they want to remind us that it exists everywhere. And I was just like, bawling, just crying my eyes out. And she was like, and then the other end of it was like, fours also feel like you have a puzzle piece and there's just one piece missing. But for the most part, the puzzle piece looks great. And she was like, but fours will always feel like that missing puzzle piece, like almost perfect, but not quite. And I was like, cool, more tears. Just like, and that stems from being the oldest child, growing up in the church, just all of those. I'm like, yep, this, I cannot deny that this is not me. And then Sleeping At Last, an artist, comes out with songs for each type. Does the song for four, weeping all over again, message him on Instagram. Sleeping At Last. Sleeping At Last. So he he is doing a a project where he is writing songs for every type. Come on. He uses only artists of that type. And then he tells you in his podcast why he adds the elements that he adds. So his four friends, kids laughing in a park. And you'll hear that and he'll play Come it back. On. And it's like, it's 
beautiful and the lyrics he uses and he's just taken all this information yes. about the Enneagram and put it into songs and it just like so I've just been wrecked yes. by this yeah. whole conversation I, yeah. of like every podcast and every Enneagram anything that has come out and like people ask me about it all the time and like try to use that in conversations sure. to just like healing and yes. art and yeah. what it means to know ourselves. but I love it are you doing anything with that? Are you going to write anything for that? Um, so right now, I've been really bad with it, but I've done <laughs> three so far. Okay, three I need Enneagram three Enneagram poems uh-huh, okay. to the types. So Love kind it. of like a dear eight or a dear seven or a dear four, because my friends are all over. Yes. Um, like my best friends are seven and eight, so okay. it's just really yeah, that is funny. Yeah. It's yeah. really funny. And so writing to each type. And so I've done three. I need to do more, and I need to just do them back to back and more consistently, but those are conversations that I'm trying to have with that. Um, and just like, yeah, see what else other projects come from it. Cause I adore the conversations and the, and just how people realize what their type is. And I'm like, what's your Enneagram? And I like made everyone at my job do it too. And cause it's so beautiful to like understand yourself and other people that way. There, and that's the idea, again, you talked about um, putting words to something so you can have mastery over it. Yeah. And there is an idea of self-understanding when we understand ourselves. Yeah. And one, we, we can't really shy away from some of the things, yeah. good, bad, or ugly, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, hey, that's that's me, and now right. if that's me, then how can I stand in that space and, and take it all in? I'm not, I'm not going right. to like hide in the corner of my four. Right. I'm going to say, yes. that's my four. Yes. This, I, is this is it. Me. I'm here. I'm yeah. embracing yeah, it. Right. Like, cause yeah. I can't deny it anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I tried like, thinking that like, I've always just been emotional, like as a kid and just yeah. like felt things like heavily. And I just thought it was like, I was just like an old soul to an extent, which is like, I am, but like, but I just this is felt more, this is different. just everything yes. always yes. walk into a room and like very clear tension or very clear understanding of like what's happening yeah. and I used to think that that was like something wrong with me or yeah. like why am I so emotional mm-hmm. or like why can't I just be this way and not like this way like yeah. why do I have to always be all in or <laughs> and I like don't know how to not totally. you know emotionally be all in like no I'm either going to like not like you or yeah. going to fall in, in love, love with, with you, you. And we'll never just like separate. why I don't have guy friends <laughs> like I'm just like it's like a whole thing it's like no I eventually I know I will love love you you. and I'm this gonna be too much (laughs) it's gonna be too much and so I love it I I'm a four with a prominent wing three which like goes into the poetry and performing and all of that but it's it's cool conversations and it's like whoever he is wherever he is I'm like what's your type I'm like how is this like even now I'll like talk to people and I'm like what's your type I'm like Google how How they go together work well together so but I love it I it's, love it. It's I. I hope people that are even listening are like already googling. Yes. Um. Take the real enneagram would be the one thing I'd say. Yes. People take like a cheap, um, free one online. Yes. It's like twelve questions. I'm like that's not should be one hundred forty four mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. <laughs> from the enneagram and then institute. Your enneagram coach on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's another amazing Ooh. resource, and she does like these posts for each type in terms of like okay fours be aware of this today and like okay ones be intentional of this part of you today and like do you think you're orchestrating out of like your healthiest self today or like her the thing she posts I adore her and she actually connected me to sleeping at last and finding his stuff too even though I'd loved him for years so just like really cool bridges but her her handle is your Enneagram coach Oh, and her yeah. test is another one I send to people. I'm like, if you don't want to do the 144, yep. you just want to taste. Hers, I think, hands down, has been like the most legitimate one that am, she's done. I am going to stalk her yes. today. Yes. I, this is about to happen. <laughs> yes. I will do read it. every post. Do it, do it. There. She's amazing. Okay. She's amazing. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I love that. Mm-hmm. She was the first podcast that I listened to, so that's kind of like how yes. I found her with um, Annie F. Downs. They okay. did a whole yeah. podcast together, and so I found her through that, cool. and I was like, you're amazing. Any books you've read what, on Enneagram, like suggestions? I know people get crazy about the Enneagram. Yes. The Road Back to You is one okay. that I listen to audiobook, yes. and then I have like the like the textbook like the enneagram textbook i got it from barnes and nobles it's not pleasing aesthetically it's blue and gray and white and it's just like just the pages are like that like very grit kind of page and you're like this is a textbook but i love it and i go through that and highlight a lot from that too and then listening to the road back to you on on audiobooks I also, I like Richard Rohr's Take to the Sacred Enneagram. Yeah, one that was neat. I think it's it's um it's always fun to listen to different people's approach. Like we're all coming to this pool, mm-hmm. but people are kind of someone's cannonballing in the deep end, yes. and someone's kind of tiptoeing into the shallow end. Yes. you know, like we're yeah. we're just kind of all finding our way in. Yeah, and so it's all, it's That's fun good. to also see the spiritual aspect of how that mm-hmm. comes back in, mm-hmm. um, shadow self and whole mm-hmm. self and all those archetypes that all are taking it. place. Yeah. So yeah, I always ask people their, yeah. what's their way. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to check that out. Dabble in all of them. Yeah. But that's a good one. Richard Rohr. I'll yeah. have to look that one up yeah, too. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Okay. What else for today? Anything mm. else you want to say? What do you want the world to know? Oh my goodness. Super small question. Yeah, it's very <laughs> <a bit> vague. <laughs> um, I think just in like light of just the conversations of like mental health that have like escalated at this point. Yeah. I have, like, personally felt just, like, so burned it, burdened by, like, having to, like, really remind people that they're, like, here for a reason. Like, there's purpose in in you and because of you and you have stories to tell and wisdoms to share and people to love. And I always say, like, place your hand on your heart. And, like, if you need reasons to, like, live, just keep counting your heartbeat and, like, Mm -hmm. keep counting and keep counting and keep counting and keep counting. And, and like, I I think just reminding people that they are supposed to be here is just, like, been my urgency right now. And, like, life is hard Hard. and messy and, and we will question and doubt and get hurt and vice versa and... It's still, there's so much beauty to, like, live and experience, and, like, the world would be at a deficit if you mm. did not exist within it, and and people's worlds would be at a deficit because you did not exist within it, and so that is just something that I've just been, I posted today on my Instagram, like, hey, I'm really glad you're here. I'm just, like, a little picture that just said, hey, I'm really glad yeah. you're here, yeah. and just, like, reminding people, yes. like, hey. I'm really glad you're here. I love this. You know? Yeah. All right, y'all, that's beautiful. Thank that's you. a good way to maybe, like, even, like, let's just let that be the totality of what was today, mm. right? Because that's, that's a good message for mm. anyone, for everyone, for me mm. included, that it's, it's good to be here. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. 